I am Jose, and this is my story. Good morning, everyone. How's it going? I wish you the best Taco Tuesday. This is episode 10 of I Am Jose. Let's check it out. The decisions I made during this time were not the brightest. I have gotten into vandalism. I was too young to buy spray cans, so I would steal them when I could. And also I had these big markers and would go on walks and tag on walls. On the alleyways or bus stops, it became a habit to just scribble my nickname. I believe I was having trouble finding my identity. The writing on the walls was like a reaffirmation to myself of who I thought I was. Being raised in the environment I was raised in would do that to you. Day in and day out, I was just looking for a way to connect and really had no clue who I was or what would be of me. This is dangerous because anyone can easily manipulate that. I clearly remember when I went with Tano on a delivery run. He told me, put this in your waistline. At the moment, I didn't know it was something wrong, but now I'm sure that there's nothing right about handing your stepson some drugs so he can stash them in his waistline. I clearly remember when Tano said, I will buy you a Nintendo. However, we got pulled over that day. I was very young, like 10, almost 11. He told me to not worry. He also instructed me that when the officers pull us out, just say that I had to pee in the bushes and dump that out. You're a minor. They won't search you, he said. I was confused, but I had been trained to do as I was told. Later, I found out he was being followed. The officers came and took us out of the vehicle. As soon as I told them that I had to pee, I dumped out the merchandise on my waistline next to some bushes and I went back. The agents did not search me and nothing was found inside the car. Nintendo secured. Time after time, if it wasn't me helping him with the press in the bathroom, it was me holding the saran wrap for him nice and tight while he wrapped up merchandise. Now, my children often help me clean the yard and they are responsible for cleaning up the puppy waste. They hold the bag while I stuff it with leaves from the garden. But I can never imagine having one of my kids help me wrap up pounds of meth in our bathroom. I clearly remember a conversation with Tano while wrapping up some merchandise. He told me, look here, a real man supports his family. When you get old enough, you will take over this business and take care of yours. Young me, ignorant to the situation, just agreed, and I thought I had it figured out. My mother will not have to worry because when I get older, I was going to sell drugs to support her and my brothers and sisters. Later on, I will come to find out that drug dealing was part of my family for a long time before that. But at that moment, that's what I was. A confused, misguided 12, almost 13-year-old boy just learning that he went riding on walls. Then I turned 13, and looking back, I felt older. I would occasionally borrow Bambito's car just to drive around the street. I was stealing the car's logo plates. Those from my era probably know what I'm talking about. You know, the Honda symbols, Toyota symbols. I would pop those out with a screwdriver and sell them. I wasn't playing soccer and kept getting suspended from school and of course kept getting into fights with the Somalian kids down the street. I remember when Tano came back, it was constant fighting. 
It seemed like his time at prison made him worse than what he had been before going in. He was angry at my mother for getting pregnant while he was in jail and would go off on her. It's weird, but I have very faint memories of my brothers and sisters around this time. Most of the time, I was on the streets. I don't remember ever being home. I remember never wanting to be home. It was constant stress and yelling and fighting. When I spoke to my mother, she recalled a time when Tano out of anger for the smallest things too, with my sister Claudia and Elizabeth with a belt on their backs. This was the man that left me all scratched up and almost made me faint for simply wetting the bed. How can I not be scared or feel some type of way towards him? So when he came back into our lives out of nowhere, it was nothing but anxiety, and it felt like we were walking on eggshells. Being that he was with us in our overpacked room already, you could tell he was struggling. But he had gone back into his old ways and little by little started to connect back into the business. I even went with him on a few trips, but this time I was older. I knew what I had and what I was risking, but I didn't know the cost. I had no idea the price we would pay as a family. Until one day, I had enough and I wasn't afraid to show him. Not really sure of the time of day it was, but I remember Tano ordering my mom to fetch him something from the kitchen, a glass of water or some juice. My mother told him, See, sí, ahorita. Yes, right now. This enraged him. His exact words were, Pues ahorita es ahorita. What right now means right now. And he kicked her while he was laying down in bed. I quickly called him out on it, and told him that I wasn't a child anymore and I was not going to sit there while he hit my mother or any of my brothers and sisters. He got in my face and I didn't back down. My mother got in between us and told us to stop. My words were, how can you defend him after all he's done? And I left, angry, confused, with tears in my eyes from all the rage. Now this wouldn't last because Tano would have just used us to have a place to sleep while he got back on his feet. After he did, he met Mari, and he was out of our lives once more, or so we thought. All right, you guys, that was it. See you guys next week for our next episode of I Am Jose, and Monday for our Monday Motivational Poet of the Week. Thank you. Ha, calmado el José, nunca aguitado, siempre ando al cien. 